Before we get into this week's episode, please be advised that we cover topics of sex, masturbation and porn. Hello everyone and welcome back to Every Boy's Worst Nightmare, the female vibrator. My name is G and this is Hannah. Say hello Hannah. Hello and this is our first episode of Disaccordingly, where the views aren't just according to us, but to you too. This is our first mini-series talking all about the personal, or as I like to call it, the shit that affects us. To kick off this mini-series, we'll be delving into our favourite topic, sex. We're going to be talking about masturbation myths, poor sex education, and liberating yourself sexually. So let's talk about sex, baby. And we all know that there is one simple pleasure in life. There are two things we should all be doing. Dressing like we're going to see an ex and masturbating. So let's get jiggy with your clitty. Your clit is your portal of creation, yet too many of us barely get to know it. On average, a woman won't start masturbating until she is 14 years old. But men, men can start as young as 11. But did you know that too much masturbation will make you go blind and have no health benefits? I didn't know that. But my eyesight is really terrible, so maybe I should have. Feminist student and all-round force of nature, Nicole Sang, never shies away from a conversation about sex and pleasure. Fun fact, that's a myth. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Um, I knew there wasn't such a thing as too much masturbation. So do you know any masturbation myths? Like, Um... I don't. I, I don't know. No, I don't think I do, actually. A common one is that females can't masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's debunk that right now. Another one was that masturbation makes you go infertile, and I'm like, yes, please. Yes. Um, I'm already there, potentially. They're all very misogynistic, though. It's all, like, masturbation myths about women. Mm-hmm. What about the men? Um, you get erectile dysfunction. I'm sure they deserve it either way. (laughs) Welcome back to our favourite segment, Unsurprising Fact of the Week. Did you know 87% of women in heterosexual relationships cannot, and I repeat, cannot reach an orgasm? The orgasm gap is really real and is a result of poor sex education and poor communication. We have a tendency not to communicate where our pressure points in our bodies are in order to avoid embarrassing our partners. Please welcome back to the stage, Internalised Misogyny! (laughs) Since children, our bodies are objectified for a male's pleasure, but not our own. So we become shameful of enjoying ourselves. And this is where the issue lies shame and stigma so why is there a stigma around female masturbation because like it's just the patriarchal society we live in like it's the way the world view women and sex it's women men see women or not just when men just for the world the, the society views women as sexualized objects but when females empowers themselves through sexuality they're then deemed a slut or a whore all these terrible things because this society we live in does not 
approve of women, of strong women that take back their own power regardless of anything in their life. Because, and so things like sex and masturbation, it's all about women taking their own power. It's like, oh, we don't need anything. We can have ourselves and we can pleasure ourselves. And society doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cater to the values that it holds. Why have sex when you can have a better time reading Smut by Candlelight and hoarding the entirety of Love Honey's inventory? Current relationship status, taking my vibrator's last name. All jokes aside, owning a sex toy brings so much shame and stigma that it can often be embarrassing to admit that you own one. I bought my first vibrator when I was 18 from Anne Summers. Don't get me wrong, it was shit. It was one of those tiny little bullet vibrators that you could get for 10 quid because I didn't know anything and I didn't know any better. But fuck me, did I feel liberated. And to be honest, I couldn't wait to jump into bed. Question. Yeah. Do you name your vibrators? So, mine is called Sebastian because darling is better, down where it's wetter, take it from me. (laughs) Do you? Um, this is a bit weird. Mine is called Obi Wan Kenobi. May the force be with you and all that. Um, <laughs> you know, we're not going to get into that right now. But you know, masturbation isn't meant to be a serious thing. Have some fun with it, and the likelihood of you actually enjoying yourself more will be so so much greater. Anyway, a recent study from statistics showed that fifty three percent of women between the ages of eighteen and fifty three owned a vibrator. And all I have to say is to the other 47% is, are you okay? It's a genuine concern of mine because, like, you, you guys are missing out. But, and here's the kicker, 45% of men also own their own vibrator. Oh, my God. Now, the 53% may be a little underwhelming, But it did reveal a lot about how women understand their pleasure. The study also revealed that many hold off from buying or owning a sex toy because women are often taught it's quote-unquote immoral because the priority on pleasure has to be on the man, not on the woman's own body. Ultimately, it takes more than one, two or three women owning a sex toy to break the stigma. Every woman has to do it. But men, don't fret. Vibrators and dildos can't kill spiders or bring us food on the way home. So why do we prioritise dicks over clits? The answer? Boom. Porn. Sex can be empowering, but are we actually enjoying sex Or are we conditioned to believe that what we're actually experiencing is good from watching porn? There's the expectation that pleasure automatically comes from the penis. As soon as it's in, bam, the woman is coming. You know what? (laughs) I had this thought last night. I, I watch it quite regularly and I did think, like, is it too much? Like, I don't... I mean, I am pretty familiar with the porn types of stuff. I think I was about, I don't, probably like started around like 14, 15, Mm. but it's like more like soft porn. And then when it comes to the actual, like we're going on Pornhub finding stuff, um, 
like 16, 17. Mm. But um, I need visual aid. And I like, because I feel like it's all to do with our senses. And I like visual aid. I like sound. Mm. So it works. But then I have to really, I find really specific type of porn to watch because some are just really awful yeah. and damaging. The thing is, like, I watch porn to get off, not mm. I watch, I get off to watch porn. Yeah. Like, it's like, I try not to watch it. Mm. And then if it's like, oh, I need that little push, then I'll watch it. Yeah. It's not like, a, oh, I'm bored. Let's just watch some porn. Like, Tell me one porn episode where the guy asks if what he's doing is actually pleasuring the woman. Exactly. This isn't fake it till you make it. If he isn't hitting your pleasure spots, tell him. Go on. Break his spirit. So do you think there are any benefits to watching porn as a woman? Like, does it help you understand how about going and exploring your own sexual pleasure or like coming to terms with, I don't know, like having a grasp on reality of like porn isn't always what sex actually is? Like, yeah, because I I feel like because I, I consistently watch porn, porn throughout my sexual like my my sex life because my timeline is very much like masturbation like getting to know myself and then having sex for the first time and then like and then later on having that that hookup culture thing I I have very clear stages of my sexual journey Mm. and because porn is always being consistent even in the way I'm watching and what I'm watching it massively changes no it's my vagina. Sit down. No, that is my vagina in the photo. Sit down. No, it's my vagina. No. Thank you, babe. Settle down, please. You're both wrong. It's my vagina. It, it cannot be all your vaginas. I also have a vagina. Well, congratulations. Please sit down. It's my vagina. <laughs> Self pleasure journey, you first must know your body. In 2019, Netflix's sex education gave us this beautiful scene where the word vagina was said the most times in a single television episode. We're here for destigmatizing the female body. The vulva and vagina seem to be used interchangeably, but they are two very different organs. Schools seem to love not teaching us this, but instead adore teaching children how to put condoms on a banana. The UK sex education system, everyone. Did you actually have a sex education? No. So it it was it was just like one lesson about an hour in my life. Great. Where we had styrofoam penises, we got condoms, 
put it on. I've never had to put a condom on for a guy in my life. Exactly. Don't know why I'm taught to do that because they can do it themselves. Like, I I don't want to hurt them as well. I've got sharp nails. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's them. And then um, we learned about, like, the diaphragm, which isn't really a very, like, common form of contraception anyways. Yeah. Um, taught about how you get pregnant, which... Sex can be for pleasure too. It's not just for procreation. So I don't know why that was that. Um, that really weird video that probably everyone watched, and that mm-hmm. was about it. And then someone blew a condom, and it popped. There's an artist in Brighton called Lydia Reeves who makes plaster and resin casts of your vulva, so you can display them in your home. If I remember right, it started as a project because of this miseducation and shame that we have surrounding our bodies and sexual pleasure. Since then, she's released a novel, My Vulva and I, and has gone on to cast hundreds of women's vulvas. I'm actually desperate to get myself booked in because who wouldn't want to see my vulva hanging off my bedroom wall? The female body is complex and so is our pleasure. I read the other day that 73% of women don't know what the vulva is, despite having one. Sex miseducation is a turn off. If you don't know your body, you won't know what your pleasure points are. Fact. Your body is an instrument, not an ornament. This isn't a common issue. It's Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305, and I think it's really important to know you're not alone in this. Female sexual pleasure isn't a myth. I know. Who would have thought? The stigmas surrounding our pleasure stop us from actually enjoying ourselves, Nicole is lucky, and I think we should all adopt her I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Society is massively influenced by the patriarchy, and these ideas of women can't masturbate or enjoy sex is one of the things that purposely divide us. If you're sat there listening and thinking, oh, I haven't really explored myself yet, there's no shame in that. Shows like Big Mouth and Sex Education are great conversation starters to have when exploring yourself. Tumblr and how even Twitter can be great educators and destigmatizers. Remember, anything, and I mean anything, can be a dildo if you're brave enough. Next week, we'll be moving on to our second topic, disability and ableism, talking all about inspiration porn. And no, it isn't the kind of porn you're thinking about. This is Disaccordingly, brought to you by G-Stencil and Hannah Arthur. 